social media algorithms like video. The longer somebody stays and interacts with what you have put on the internet, the algorithm favors it. Very simple. So if you have something entertaining, something that's shareable, think about those types of those types of things, that type of content, right? The longer you can keep someone engaged, algorithm will favor. Welcome to another episode of the Big Picture Business Podcast. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Hi, Rory. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel yeah. It's hot where you are, right? Well, it's not, it's not necessarily hot outside. It is just hot in my office today for some reason. Anyways. All right. <laughs> today, we are bringing you another super fun topic. We're going to talk all about video marketing and specifically social video marketing. And we're going to talk about what it is. Um, the different platforms that you guys are probably already doing a lot of video marketing on that you don't even realize that what you're doing is actually marketing. Um, And we're going to talk about the different types of gear that you can use to do this successfully, different ways to structure your content inside of all your video marketing. We're going to get into it. I'm excited. You excited? I am excited. I think we need to really go like back to the beginning and talk about like, why should you be doing video marketing in the first place? Because if you're not, I mean, you're missing out. Missing out <laughs> you're missing the boat big time because <sighs> video has been on the rise for many years, but 2020 really took it to a whole other level, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody's home still. I mean, yeah. And people are more familiar with using Zoom, for example, and being on camera. Mm-hmm. So there's this expectation of seeing people more and more. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say something like Clubhouse, you know, that it's done well for itself and all of that, right? With just audio. But even that had like, it, it's kind of like, at least in, in, in my opinion, it was like, ooh, something new. And then it starts to like sizzle out. Mm-hmm. It's not as long lasting as something like video because we just can tend to consume so much information visually, right? Um, we, we watch movies and TV shows and things like that. We're just so used to it. So used to seeing things on, on video. I was actually reading a stat, even for podcasts, people are wanting video podcasts more so than audio these days. Why you can watch this on YouTube. Yeah. Now, that's not to say even with with podcasts that um, audio still isn't winning. It is. But as more and more people put their videos on uh, podcast videos on uh, platforms like YouTube and um, and even Spotify, they are getting more engagement and people are becoming more aware of that's what they want. Well, yeah. I mean, if you if you think about it, like right now, people are spending a third, one third of their time online watching videos. I mean, that's pretty, it's, well, it's crazy, right? But we do it every day. And so it's, you got to start thinking about what you're doing, like your daily actions, then be realizing that the majority of everyone else is probably doing something very similar. 
So what's incredible about video marketing is that not only are they incredibly influential, is that the word influ? Yeah. Influential, but they're helping your potential customers make those buying decisions. Right. I mean, for example, I know that when we first started our podcast, people didn't know that you could watch on YouTube from the beginning. And so we've since had some people email us and say, oh my gosh, you guys are so funny, like to watch <laughs> rather than just listening. Right. Cause you can see our reactions to things. And so yeah, it's, it's just, it's a whole other dynamic rather than just listening. Like Rory said, if you're not doing any video content creation, you're definitely missing the boat. And I know we've, I think we've talked about this very briefly in a few other episodes about just being on camera. It mm-hmm. takes time. I mean, I, I wish we still had some of those videos way back in the day when we first started doing like Forever Your stuff, stuff with our band, because those videos were really bad. <laughs> I mean, funny content, but like us being on camera, I was like, oh, those are bad. I don't know what it is about being on camera. It just takes a little while, you know? Well, yeah. And like the first video that I ever made, I made it for my recording, mixing audio engineer services. Okay. This was before even we met. And it was a life before we met. (laughs) (laughs) It was very brief. So I made this video and I like, and you know, my wife knows this, you know, we, she's seen how bad she saw how bad it was and how bad I was on camera. And like, I couldn't remember what I wanted to say. Partly, you know, seven concussions, just it's scripts don't work for me. I could never be an actor because I could never memorize lines. <laughs> right. Same, man. But with, uh, with this, I was like, I have some very specific things I need to say. So I didn't have a teleprompter, but I had a whiteboard. So I put the whiteboard and the camera like so that I was looking at the camera, but I was actually just I had the whiteboard and like right behind it. And then Carly would like slowly lift it. But I literally could only get like one or two sentences out before I'd make a mistake. And I wasn't like engaging at all. Like, Well, that's also, dude. How awkward is that? Your wife is doing this and she's staring at you like while you're trying. Oh my gosh. If Chris was staring at me while I was doing any of my videos, I would just burst out laughing because <laughs> that's awkward, you know? No, but learning to read a script also as part of video is a whole other skill to learn. And so, you know, there's there's the whole thing of just like you've got to be able to do things and get comfortable with it, be willing to put it out and know that it's not probably not going to be that great. And that's fine. You just work at it and you get better and you get better and you get better. And we still, both of us, we still improve, but here's the key. We're always putting ourselves in situations where we have to perform. Yeah. Meaning not perform, put on a show, perform. We just have to actually share our information all the time. And you become more comfortable with it, the more comfortable you are with sharing your information. Mm-hmm. And when you realize that you actually do have a lot of things to say, <laughs> yeah. like we do on this podcast, so we just have so much to say that we just keep making more podcasts. <laughs> it's never ending. I know. So, so after we came out with the 50th episode recap, someone asked me, so are you guys like done? Are you going to do more? I was like, oh, no, no, we're going to keep going. <laughs> there's, there's so much more we have to say. That first 50 episodes were just to start, just, just starting. Just getting started, y'all. We're just getting started. <laughs> But yeah, that's, it, it's a very good point to, to continue to put ourselves in, in situations where we do have to perform definitely. Because for me, I know that sometimes I can get a little clammed up if I'm put on the spot and I've been performing my whole life on stage with music and everything else. So for me, it's like, I don't get nervous or clammed up, but when I'm, when I know, like I'm in a position around marketing or branding, I just, I'm like, Oh, okay, hold on. 
not, does not compute. <laughs> it just <laughs> takes me a minute to like, okay, let's get centered and talk about this stuff. But even right now, as Rory and I are talking, we still have a Google Doc open for the key points that we want to talk about during this episode. They're just bullets, but it keeps us it keeps us on track, right? Because Rory and I like to tangify. We yeah. go off. <laughs> so, so still, even still, it's like there's it, we don't have a script by any means, but it's just points we want to make sure we cover. Yeah. And if you're not using video, let's talk about like a little bit of why. Okay. Because we talked about like, yes, it is this opportunity, but like why and how do you use it in your business? Yeah. Okay. So the first why is that it's just an opportunity to engage with people on a much deeper level. Okay. Think about different modalities of learning. Okay. This is really key. If everything was audio, then your visual learners and your kinesthetic learners would not be able to connect as well. So I'm not an auditory learner. It doesn't mean that like I can't learn from hearing things. Okay. We all have varying levels of degree. I'm just a little bit stronger with visual, which is funny given that like I'm a, a musician, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. But like even editing audio, like I'm always looking for the visual cues of the audio file, which is, you know, is something that people who are listening from auditory standpoint, they're listening to the audio more so than looking at the visual. Right. <laughs> Can I share something that's kind of funny? Yeah. So I edit all, all of our podcasts, right? And every single time Rory says, um, or, uh, I know that audio wave now. So all I have to do <laughs> is like go to the audio wave really quickly and edit it out. Yeah. So I, that's funny. I'm very visual where I can see that as well in the audio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So to bring this back to like, why? Okay. There are tons of statistics. We're not going to go into all the statistics of like why video is great. Okay. It just, it just is just, accept it just it. is. Yeah. <laughs> just accept it. But, but really, I mean, the, the very, just the big picture of this is that search engine algorithms, social media algorithms like video, the longer somebody stays and interacts with what you have put on the internet, the algorithm favors it very simple. So if you have something entertaining, something that's shareable, think about those types of those types of things, that type of content, right? The longer you can keep someone engaged, algorithm will favor. So that's pretty much all you really need to know at like the core of this is why you need to do it. For your for your followers, obviously content engagement and all of that, and we're going to get into a little bit about the different types of content that you can create to help, you know, serve your brand product service, that kind of stuff, to help put it out into the world. But truly, the longer you can keep them engaged, better off things will be for you in the long run. Yeah. And, you know, if you're scared to be on video, like you were saying, it's just like, just do it. See what comes out, you know, see Use, what comes out, yeah. you know, edit it. <laughs> That's why <laughs> someone edit it. Dude, editing is everything like see. And a lot of people don't know, like how movies are made, like movies are made completely out of order. They like tend to be like kind of static images, the camera, the camera. Yes, it's sometimes zooming and stuff, but usually it's like a camera. Then you have your actors do their thing. And it's like not necessarily that enticing. Then they go over to this other area and then they reshoot the same scene to get a different angle. Then they go over to another area, reshoot the scene to get a different angle. Now, if you just see those clips without editing, without music, without the back and forth, the changing and all of that stuff, it's pretty boring. So then you have an editor come in and take usually like 10 different takes of one scene, choose the one that works, and then they go to the next scene and 
they have to create the storyline from all of these edits and they have to take things out that don't shouldn't be there they have to like edit all of these things down so that it actually is engaging and then it has movement and all the angles now you don't have to edit to that level of sophistication i don't uh, what's the yeah tell me the, yeah, yeah, of course. yeah. <laughs> right yeah. so you don't you don't have to edit to that level of sophistication but especially not in the beginning just you got to get your content out there and share it and it doesn't even have to be long i mean you've had videos on instagram that are like seven seconds yeah and those get and, the best engagement yeah. <laughs> somehow but back to the algorithm factor though where when i said like the longer you can keep someone engaged when people saw that seven second video, all I did, it was just me smiling and pointing to something that was like inspirational and people loved it. And then they went to my page and then they started reading my captions on other images, right? So if you can have a, an engaging video on a platform, it will lead to other things. So be mindful of the action you want people to take in the long run. And so I, I made that very simple video for purely for the fact of like, I'm going to test this out and it worked. Okay. Yeah, you don't know until you keep testing. You got to, like Roy said, put yourself out there because you just, you just don't know. Well, yeah. And even with uh, like starting a YouTube channel, basically you have to go into it knowing that like the first year you're just kind of getting your legs under you. Yeah. You know, you're just figuring things out, like mm -hmm. trying to figure out what the audience that you do attract is wanting, how you can engage them more, um, you know, understanding a little bit of like how the algorithms work and, and that, and how to keep people engaged more because you look, you start, you get feedback from people and from data, and then you start to make adjustments based on that. I have found it to be interesting that many of my clients that I'm trying to encourage, like, please just put out video content. Like, here's what you can create, you know, the, the types of content related videos. I mean, you could do how to videos, product service demonstrations, um, a company culture video, behind the scenes, customer testimonial video. Um, you could do a, a employee highlight, you know, something that really shows who you are, what you do, what you can do for your potential customer. And then obviously like doing a web series, like a course, again, back to the short how-to videos, th things like that. But so I'm constantly encouraging my clients to do that, but I keep getting the question like, well, isn't video marketing like paid advertisement with videos. Isn't that just for, you know, big corporations? No, it is not. I mean, a, a good example of like larger corporations that have done this really successfully, I would say are like the Geico hump day. That's a really good one. Or all States mayhem. Also another super solid example of like really, I mean, we, we all know what that is. I don't need to tell you what that is, right? Super successful video marketing on a big scale, but that's not to say that you can't do that just with your personal channels, your personal platforms. I mean, there's right now there's paid advertisement with video that you can use all over the place. So don't think that you cannot do that because it can be something so simple that you absolutely can put together. Well, yeah. And like most people who are selling courses, products, um, even, you know, physical products, or even, um, like you know, intangibles like coaching and things like that. Mm -hmm. They're just getting on camera and talking just like, you know, we're talking here about their specific information and how they can help people. Right. And maybe they have an outline or in some cases, even a script. But the, the thing is, is that like they're utilizing it as part of their marketing strategy. Yes. So what are the different types of platforms for video marketing, Rory, that you recommend? Well, okay. I think we need to discuss live versus recorded video. 
Agreed. Okay. Now, most platforms have options for both, okay? But you have to decide if, if you're going to be someone who is recording a video and then and editing it and putting it up, or are you just pulling out your phone or your computer or your iPad or whatever it is and going live, and that's going to have no editing. I think both of us started with edited videos to get comfortable with what we were putting out and being able to make mistakes and edit them out and all of that, and then move to live. Some people, you know, they're perfectly fine getting on camera, just picking it up and just talking. Both have their place in the video marketing world. Now, I would say you probably need to do both, but pick one to go with in the beginning and just Go with it and see what makes sense. Even after we did so many videos, like we've, we've edited it, we've gone through this whole thing. The first time we did a live for the podcast was really nerve wracking for me. It's like, uh oh, I can't edit this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a bit of a potty mouth. And so that I really had to check that. Yeah. But- <laughs> you've, been, but, you've been getting yeah. better because we um, have been made it like a rule not to do that. So the more you. But every, you- every now and then you really just need to drop an F-bomb. You know what I mean? <laughs> But especially, yeah, I think once we made the decision that this was not going to be an explicit podcast, we have to, I, I guess, moving forward, we do have to tell our guests like, hey, easy. This is, a, this is an educational platform. <laughs> <laughs> we had a guest on recently. It was kind of funny. He asked that question. Can I swear? I'm like, eh, no. <laughs> I mean, within reason. Uh, no, let's just say no. Yeah. I mean, it's what audience are you trying to attract? Right. Right. Yeah. How do you want to be perceived? Right. So yes, be aware of that when you're on live <laughs> that you can't edit out the app. We can't edit out anything. anything. And once it goes live, you know, you have people usually live watching. Yeah. Li- so, li- yeah. Live watching. And then it stays on the platform unless you delete. Yeah. It. I mean, but yeah, even if you delete it, I mean, people have it's seen there. it. Yeah. Right. So, something else that I, I want to mention about going live is that we use a service called a StreamYard. There's a lot of different services out there similar to this, but basically what it is, it allows you to go live on multiple platforms. I mean, I think now they've got like over 50 platforms you can choose, which is awesome. So that means that we don't have to like set up multiple devices to go live to all these different places at the same time or resharing or repurposing the content over and over again. So we go live on YouTube, on Facebook, Facebook, and then Instagram. Well, actually StreamYard doesn't integrate with Instagram. So I do have to have another device for that. But I know they go live on Twitch and all these other different types of platforms. But all that to say is um, it's a really good tool. And you can brand it specifically to your business and you can have multiple people on. I know that Instagram right now only allows two people uh, to be face to face and Streamyard, you could have quite, I think, four or five, quite, quite a few different. Don't quote me on that, but quite a, quite a few different people on at the same time, which is great. So you don't have to um, share that screen time. Yeah. Well, we know we've done at least three. So so at least three with Streamyard, <laughs> which is which is really it's it's helpful. It's yeah, it's awesome. So yeah, and so you know when we're talking about live video, YouTube has the ability to be live, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Isn't TikTok live? So it's all recorded, right? So, all right, so here we go. So if you want to go live on TikTok, you have to be 16 years or older and have more than a thousand followers to go live. So you can, you just have to be established on their platform. That's good to know. I didn't know that. (laughs) See, learn something new every day with the BPB podcast. (laughs) Yeah. And, and LinkedIn has a beta live Mm -hmm. program going on right now because they're, they're wanting to roll out and compete in the live space as well. Mm -hmm. So more and more, we're seeing that, you know, live video is, you know, 
kind of taking over dominating the market, but it's not making recorded video go away. Right. (laughs) So it's just like, like say a sporting event, like we'll say a football game live, but then you also watch movies, which are recorded, like neither are going away. It's true. So it's kind of like that. And then you you just have to decide uh, because like how you approach your, your videos and your marketing, whether you're going live or whether you're doing recorded do change a little bit, right? Because you need instant engagement when you go live. So you need an audience who is really willing to like drop everything and, and just be there at that moment Mm -hmm. because they don't know when you're going live. They just see the notification and they're like, Ooh, this is interesting. Yeah. So you have to really be able to hook people in and what, and give them like a lot of value when you go live. And when you're recorded, it's a little bit more thought out. You're usually doing research. It's more, a little more organic as well. So like you put a video up on YouTube and you've recorded it, you have the luxury in some ways of marketing it over the course of many months, build up your rankings and your algorithm exposure and using it as a, as a long-term tool in your business. Well, you can still do that with live live stay on your platform. You can, there's still more about the instantaneous, right? Yeah. I People don't yes. tend to go back and watch live stuff as much as they watch the pre-recorded stuff because it's not always as engaging. Well, and it might not even be relevant to what you're talking about then too, right? Because exactly. it's so just like here here and now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you don't understand that, that's okay. Something else though that I want to mention, and before we started recording, Rory, you had mentioned that there's a certain number of people that don't even watch video with the sound on. If a huge part of the market isn't listening, the only way you can do auto-generated captions or put your own captions on videos is by the pre- doing pre-recorded. Because right now, the only software that I have seen to date that actually spits out your captions right away is on Zoom. I, As far as social media goes, I haven't seen that yet. I know that on Instagram, there are captions that you can use after the fact on something that's been pre-recorded, but it's nice to be able to have captions as an option so that people who have the sound off or who are hearing impaired also can absorb your content. Yeah, I mean, you should always have captions, but more so, I mean, I, I was saying this before, you know, before we jumped on is that I don't know the exact statistic, but so don't, quote me on this, but it's something like 80% of people watch videos without the sound. That's right? really incredible to me. But I mean, so if you know that, then you, you need to figure out ways to engage people and captions are a great way because then they can actually read what you're saying. They can still get the visual element of all the movement and, and everything going on. But if they're like, lying in bed at night and they can't like, don't want to wake their significant other and they're watching your video, they're not going to turn the sound on just to listen to it. That's totally just skip it and go to the next video. Yeah. Let's talk about gear a little bit more. Or did we already cover that? We didn't talk about gear at all. (laughs) Long day. (laughs) I think that when it comes to gear, use what you have, right? Especially if you're new to this, like if you have an iPhone, like by having a smartphone, I think it was on the, um, on how to get clients on Instagram with Chris and Eric Martinez, that episode, they talked about your phone. You have a camera in it, whether it's an iPhone or not being one of the greatest tools. And it's like such a great responsibility to actually like take action, use this as a tool in your business. Cause everyone's got access to it. Almost everybody. I'm sure the majority of the world does right at this point. So it's, 
yeah, it's, it's incredible what you can make just on your phone. There's editing software on your phone. You don't have to get super fancy with it if you don't want to. I know Rory, you're a huge like champion and cheerleader for that gear matters. And when you get to a certain level, yes, certain gear yeah. absolutely matters. Lighting matters. There's so many things that matter that go into to video production elements, but it's amazing how powerful your phone can be just on its own. Okay. So if you're going, what's nice about your phone is that you can go live or you can record yeah. on it. Right. But each platform has a little bit of a different style, a different feel, a different expectation, a different size, different size. Like, yeah. so when you're thinking about that, you should be creating content based on the platform mm -hmm. and knowing that going in. And so, yes, you can do YouTube and you can put videos on LinkedIn and on Facebook and on Instagram and on TikTok and so many more. Right. But if you're just getting started with video, pick one and pick the platform that you spend the most time engaging with. Okay. Because you are going to know the style and you're going to have a little bit better understanding of what people are wanting. Okay. Let's talk about in the context of ads too. At certain points when you're developing ads, you need a video that is a little more recorded and professional. There are other types of ads where you want it to have a live feel and you just hold up the camera, you know, hold up your phone and talk to it. You should, if you're running ads, you should be testing both styles, see what works for your audience and see what works for each individual platform. If you have, if you have a, a solid phone with a, you know, a camera that can record then, which most phones these days can do that, then that's what you need. But you may also need better audio than what your phone picks up because that doesn't tend to be that great. And people want to be able to hear you clearly. Mm -hmm. So there's um, for like very cheap, I mean, like $15, $20, you can pick up a lapel mic, like a microphone that you just put under your shirt. And yeah, it, it's wired and it's attached to your phone. But if you're holding your phone like this and your cord is like coming down and dangling down, they're not people that are watching the video aren't going to see that mm -hmm. cord. Right. So you just need something that as, as you're, as you've got your camera there, will do the job and get the a little bit better quality of audio. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. So let's talk about what is your next step. Okay. About gear. Okay. So now you're, uh, you're one of two things. You're either getting established with video. You've proven that you're going to continue doing it and that it's something that you want to do. Well, what's, what's next gear wise, or you already have a significant following. Let's mention that because if you put out like a grainy video that like has really bad audio quality, but you got, let's say 10,000 followers, well, they're going to be like, that can hurt your brand. Right. Right. Yep. So let, let's talk about the gear next level. Okay. So there's a lot of like cameras that you can get that provide good quality video. You don't need 4k video, like 1080p video quality, which is HD quality mm -hmm. video is more than enough. Mm -hmm. And most videos are actually done that way. They've actually found that people don't like the 4k as much because it seems too polished. Yeah. Overproduced detail because people want to relate. They want to connect. Not everyone has that style. Well, yeah. And not everyone has the bandwidth to support watching it either right. on their internet that's, connections. That's good point. Yeah. Right. You can, you can get that, uh, you know, decent camera, you know, even if you have to go and like find one used for like a few hundred dollars mm -hmm. and then you can scale if you're going up, there's stuff that's really great in the like 
thousand dollar range. There's stuff like two thousand dollars. We start getting like really into professional level, mm-hmm. and then it's just a matter of lenses. What different types of styles, you know? And some some cameras they have a lens where you can it'll change the focus and the and the zoom all with built within it. Mm-hmm. Then other cameras you have to change the lenses, and then you might have a wide angle and you might have an up close one depending on what type of of shots you're doing. The the biggest thing is you just don't want to be glitchy or super shaky on a camera or Well yeah, you okay. don't want to make people bar. Yeah, exactly. That's so um even for your phone, you can get ho- uh, holders for it where you can hold it out a little bit, but it's got um it's almost like shock absorbers in it. I'm I'm trying to think of what the actual term stabilizer. Yeah. It's like, but it's like image stabilization. Some, some, some cameras and some phones have that already built in and you, you know, you want to make sure that's turned on so that, you know, you're not shaking, especially if you're holding a camera, but with, um, you know, some of these, uh, holders, you can use the, that, to your advantage and get some a little bit further away from yourself holding it, but still have that image image stabilization. That's like, I mean, there's some, it's like a hundred dollars or something too. I mean, we're, do that. we're barely scratching the surface on gear yeah. here too. Like it's, there's hundreds of thousands of products <laughs> that are, that are out there. There's, there's so much, but like foundationally, visually, you don't have to have the best camera. Lighting is actually more important. For example, go back to the first video that we did of this podcast and look at my lighting then to now. Yeah. (laughs) Big difference. You can actually see me now. It's crazy. But there's there's really cool lights. There's like backlighting that you can get, like neon lighting to set the tone and the mood. There's big ring lights that you can have right in front of your face to like really like I know there's a lot of um, skincare and makeup. Uh, brands out there that just have like right up on your face to really show everything right now my lighting is just pure natural lighting i've got a huge window in front of me so you gotta just yeah, do you can sense. you can utilize natural lighting to your advantage yeah. right so go by a, a you know by a window that has some light now yeah i might change a little bit saying so, you have to like know your weather and plan your day a little bit <laughs> right time of day yeah <laughs> But you don't even necessarily have to go buy lighting. I know a lot of people who, you know, they have millions of followers on YouTube and they shoot videos just with natural light. It doesn't mean that they don't have the lights and do the other stuff, but they just know how to use lighting because lighting is so important. And your level of engagement that you have with your audience and what their expectation is of the quality that you're putting out. But most phones these days, the quality is really good. The biggest difference is whether your background gets blurred or not. Yes. Yes. So if you have that specific style, it's something that you usually end up paying for Mm -hmm. to get that, you know, really nice background blur Mm -hmm. that if that, if that's what you're going for, you know, you might end up spending a few thousand dollars to get that look. Mm -hmm. But if if that doesn't matter, especially when you're starting, like then just your camera, but then also like the next level of audio is that you can have a little microphone that sits on top of your camera, which is what I have. Yeah. The, it's like a mini boom mic, the road. Oh, the road. I called, I called it the rogue. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. You'd think that after all these years of playing music, I would remember such things. I've got one right here. Look. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And they're great. Yeah, I'm just what is the actual it's like video mic pro plus or something. Correct. Kind of. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's going to be easy enough to look it up. It's re it works so well from a good distance away too. Yeah. And, and there's varying degrees of them in everywhere from like 50, $60 that do an okay job better than what any, anything that's built in to a camera or to your phone, boom mics that are used on, you know, for movies were a few thousand dollars for those, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of good stuff in the two to $500 range. That Mm -hmm. is just excellent. That if you're going for that, like high quality sound where you're really present, then it's going to be there. So in terms of software and editing, I mean, it just depends on your level in which you really want to get into it. Some people prefer to use iMovie. Some people use Final Cut Pro. All the different various softwares are going to have a learning curve, right? They're, they're just going to. If you've ever made an Instagram reel, that's also consider, consider a, an editing software. It's very, very simple. It's just cuts and splices and adding music. And that's considered software, right? So you just have to find one that works well for you. If you're just starting out, I would avoid Final Cut Pro because it can be a little bit daunting and it's a lot of tutorials to really get into and it might be more than you need. That's the cool thing though about about all the the various types of software out there is you can find something that will work for you and the level that you're at. I mean, my my video editing skill set really does not go beyond iMovie. And iMovie works great. I mean, just for what we need it for, for like my day-to-day stuff, it works it works great. It has some flaws. Um, but I know ScreenFlow is another one that both Roy and I will use occasionally. It's got great audio leveling, which is really helpful. So if you've got like multiple people you're talking to, or you've got music every which way, it'll just level everything for you, which is nice. Um, you can edit multiple. I just learned this today. Thanks, Rory. You can edit multiple video clips at the same time and split and splice together and all that jazz. So add captions, things like that. So it just, just do a little research and, and see what what's going to fit your bill. But I, I mention iMovie specifically because it usually comes for free. So I'm a big, I'm a big believer in, in using what you have. So if you, if you aren't sure if you want to make, you know, video editing something you do regularly and you're just getting started, iMovie is a great spot to start. We've covered a, a little bit about the video, video marketing. Okay. But really it's just get started end of the day, you got to get started with it if you haven't. So if you are, what was I going to (laughs) say? Just do it. What Nike said. If you're just getting started and you need to get moving, then do something. If you're already doing video, great. How can you take it to the next level? How, what can you do to engage your audience more? End of the day, content is what matters in video. We've talked a lot, a little bit about gear and, you know, getting going, but you have to create a connection with people. You have to share stuff that is relevant to them. That is what long-term is going to make video work. And maybe we'll do another episode where we actually break down content of videos. That'd be fun. Yeah. Let, let us know if you guys want to learn a little bit more about this, because that will help, you know, navigate how we do a future episode for you guys. So hope you learned a lot. I did. I always do. Rory, you're so good. (laughs) All right, guys, that is it for this one. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.